Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, everybody. This is Jennifer O'Neill, and I'm doing a show today called The Fear Factor. Um, I am in Hawaii today, and, and the weather is pretty good. And um, I try to do shows based on things that have been coming up through the week for people. And I've been noticing quite a, what do I want to say, like um, quite a lot of people that I've had to address what I call the fear factor with. And what that is exactly is, all of you I'm sure who have listened to my show know that I've written a book called uh, Soul DNA. And in the Soul DNA book, it goes on and explains to you a lot about who you are, uh, your existence, you know, how to work with the universal laws and that sort of thing. It talks more about, you know, being able to live a more successful life since you were built internally when you were created with all the tools to do so. And so you have all these gifts, you have all these abilities, you have all the tools to do to do this, but I noticed that a lot of people are not utilizing the tools and, and, and utilizing their gifts and that sort of thing. And when I do readings and I look into that, it seems to be a lot caused by what I call the fear factor. Um, by the way, the book, if you're new listening, you can you can order the book on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or on my website, uh, JenniferOpsychic.com. That'll be available pretty soon. But what the fear factor is, why I call it the fear factor, everybody's like, oh, my God, please don't tell me it's another radio show <laughs> or TV show um, based on the fear factor, but it's not. What it is is a lot of people, a lot of people that I do reading for, readings for, but a lot of people that even surround um, everybody and, and probably yourselves, whether it be friends or family or that sort of thing, I notice that they don't reach the potential of of their um, their abilities. They, they have fears that are holding them back from reaching their full potential. So there's, you know, a lot of different things that play into this, and that's because, again, you've been taught for a really long time to be afraid of different things and to be afraid of, uh, you know, trying this or trying that because of money, because of, you know, what if you don't get in another relationship? The economy is really bad right now. You need to hold on to the jobs that you have. You have all these people in your head saying all these different things about why you shouldn't do something. So you get this thing that's called the fear factor, and it holds you back. It keeps you in a place where you're not happy. That's really the basis of where the fear factor becomes a problem is because I noticed that a lot of people are really living their lives day-to-day um, settling. And they're really settling for what they think they have to settle for as life in general. And so when they settle, they kind of are, they're unsatisfied. They're, they're not, you know, living the dream that they want to be living. If you sat there and thought about the most, the best life that you could possibly live, like whether it involves travel, whether it involves just a healthy family, whether it involves a healthy relationship, just a job that you enjoy, the people that you're around or you're going to work, um, you know, just enjoying the work that you're doing. It, it, for most people, it's believe it or not, which is kind of funny, it doesn't involve living in a multimillion-dollar mansion, you know, with a yacht, although I'm sure that many of you, uh, and as I, um, wouldn't, that wouldn't hurt. 
but if you're still not happy with some different things, it's not really going to matter. You're just going to be unhappy in a multi-million dollar mansion with a yacht. So most of the people, the fears that hold them back um, are, are many different things. And I, for any of the callers that are out there that want to address their own fears, I did put this out on Facebook, and it was really interesting to me uh, the types of fears that held people back because they were really easy fears. They were um, fears about moving. They were fears about uh, being viewed as inadequate. They were fears about, you know, relationships, that sort of thing. They were really easy stuff. And when you're talking about the fear factor, you're really the issue. It's your own self holding you back. It doesn't have to do, uh, yes, you can blame it on the economy. You can blame it on, you know, people that you've seen around you. But you make the ultimate choice of whether to move forward or not move forward into something that you want to do. That's really your own choice. That's your own free will. And, but what the, and let's get this straight. Everybody is afraid. They're afraid. Um, I don't think I've ever met anybody that's not afraid to try certain things. I've met people that, I mean, that are not afraid to jump out of airplanes and that sort of thing, but yet they're afraid to be in a relationship. You know, there are people that um, are afraid to jump out of airplanes but are not afraid to jump in a committed relationship. There's there's many different types of fear. So what this show is about is, again, anybody who wants to call in will address these, but if you have a fear that's really holding you back from doing something that you want to do in life, it causes a chain of events. It causes you um, unhappiness. It causes you to be unsatisfied. It causes you to live at a lower vibration. Um, and when you live at a lower vibration, that causes universal loss and you not be able to work with that as well. It causes like a whole entire chain of events. And what you need to understand with the fear factor is let's take um, jobs, for instance. You know, if you're you're working at your job, let's say um, probably 60% of your waking time, at least 40% of your waking time, and it's something that's a very big part of your everyday life. And if and if you want to switch jobs or careers, you have to stop going into the well. You know, I have a stable job, a steady income. That to, what if I never get that again? What if I what if I never um, what if I I can't get a job on what I want to? You have to stop with the what if all the negativity. People that get stuck in the fear factor are people that all they can think about is the negative outcomes. What if this happens? What if that happens? They don't go to what if I really got a better job that I absolutely love that I just look forward to going to every day. What if I did so well at that job because I so much enjoyed it that I ended up getting promotion and more money came along with it? What if it gave me an opportunity to travel, which is something that I haven't been able to do that I also really want to do? What if they never go there? And the reason that you never go there is because, again, it's a trained behavior. We've been trained for so long to think of all the negative possibilities. It, we're really surrounded, and um, please don't email me a lot, but, you, but I don't think that people realize, and I'd like you guys to all check this, I don't people, I, they just don't realize how much, how many negative thinkers are in their lives. There are so many people that think the worst or think negatively that are in your everyday life that if you stop and think about it, and they're people that you love and people that um, you want to see do well and they want to see you do well, and, and that's all wonderful, but they, have, they haven't realized or haven't caught themselves realizing that they have 
uh, thought negatively for so long that it's a pattern for them. It's like a way of life for them. So it seems natural. It doesn't seem like negative thinking. It seems like, well, everybody's thinking this way. Well, you know, this is how the world is viewed. I mean, it's not negative. It's just the way the economy is. Well, that's not true. It's negative thinking. And people that don't view the world that way uh, really have a lot more, less limitations that are holding them back. Now, again, like I said before, and I'm going to get to a couple of the callers so we can address uh, some of these issues, but everybody's afraid. They're afraid to get out of... relationships that they're in that aren't healthy, um, but yet they're just unhappy because they're wanting something more out of the relationship that they're they're in. They want something more. Jobs, they're afraid to leave jobs that, that are very secure. And I don't mean oh, people out there, don't go quitting your jobs like on a whim or anything, but what I'm saying is um, there's ways to address those fears. You could maybe start looking for another job. You could maybe start schooling in an area that you that you want to try and then see what falls into your lap and put out there that you would like to be looking for something more that you enjoy. You'd be surprised at how oft, more often than not how something will just come into your come into your life if you've decided, you know what? I'm just going to try this if an opportunity comes and start looking for opportunity because it will come. And um, anyhow, I noticed that the people who tend to be more successful in what people view as more successful in their career, more successful in their life, um, wanting doing a lot of things that they wish that they could be doing, um, opening businesses, um, you know, all kinds of things like that. It's not because those people weren't afraid it was because those people were afraid and still did it anyways because they thought, well, I want to try it and at least see what happens. And the thing here with the success and the fear is if you don't ever try it, you're never going to get that feeling of success. You're never going to get to the place that you want to be as far as um, you can think universally all that you want to, but there's something to be said about actually you still have to take the chance. So um, back to the job, for instance, it, let's just say that you uh, really wanted to work somewhere else. Let's say it's in, I'm just going to use fashion, for instance. Let's say it's in fashion and you really, really want to work there, but you're, you're working at a medical place right now. Um, and you put out there universally that you, you really would like an opportunity to do that. And somebody that you know comes to you and has a brand new client that's opening a fashion place. And it's a new company, so it's not stable. But, uh, you know, so you'd have to take the chance of possibly taking a little less income, um, having a new company. But there's a job. They're offering you a job. You have the opportunity to do something that you really want to do. If you still let the fear hold you back and go, geez, I don't know, this is a stable income over here. I've been at the medical place for five years, and that, you know, I don't know about that company. Most companies fail in the first five years. I don't know if I should do that, you know, in this economy. What are they thinking opening a business? If you start playing into all that fear, you may miss an amazing opportunity. You may miss an amazing opportunity to have a job that you love to potentially, what if that company did really well? What if the company just went huge and, and opened up places around the world and, and you, it, because it was new, you got in on the ground floor and so you potentially uh, make a ridiculous amount of money and got promoted. Um, 
you know, what about all those people that got in on the ground floor with Microsoft, people that invested a lot of money? People don't think about that. They think about, I actually know some people that did that, that actually got in on the ground floor on Microsoft, and they put a pretty good sum of money into the Microsoft stocks. Now, when that, when they tell me about that, when they were sold the Microsoft stocks, they, it was a new company that nobody knew would do well or not do well. So those people just chanced putting in thousands of dollars into the company thinking, oh, well, maybe it will turn into something. Hopefully it will. Now, all the people who passed up on that opportunity, obviously that's pretty much I don't even have to go into that story, but they figured they'd take a chance on something different. That's what I noticed sets everybody apart from, sets the majority of people apart from the people that stay in in unsettling lives, in places that they're unsatisfied in, where they settle, and people who are very successful and happy about where that they're at is not fear. Every, both hands, they all have the fear. But what separates them is the people that end up being successful they were willing to take chances. They were willing to try it. They were willing to address the fear and have that scary feeling in hopes that something really great and really amazing happened out of it. And that seems to be the difference. It's not – the reason I say that and I've said that a couple of times is because I've actually talked with people that believe – that they think that the people that are successful are doing really well, all these things just fell in their lap, and they were never afraid to take it. They just did it because that's who they were. Well, I've had many clients with were those successful people, and that's not the case at all. That they were never necessarily not afraid. They just wanted the success or wanted and seen a picture of where, where they wanted to be so badly that they just followed it. They followed their intuition. They followed where they really, really desired to be, and that surpassed the desire where they wanted to be surpassed what the fear meant to them. So how much weight you put into the fear is really your own, and it will define what you do. You have to be stronger than the fear. The fear is only created by you. I mean, it's what I'm saying is it's your fear. It's your creation. So how much weight it has is how much effort that you put into making the fear, it's how much weight that you put into how real the fear is, it's how much that you've invested into the fear. Because if you hardly invest anything into the fear, it's very easily overcome and you've vested hardly anything. If you just vest mountains of energy and, and thinking about how great this fear is and how horrible things can go, you've created a huge mountain of fear that you have to overcome to get to the next level. It's really your own creation. Fear is your own creation. And so that is something you're going to have to address on your own individual. We're going to have, uh, I'm going to take a couple of callers and see what questions that we have today. Uh, it's going to take a minute. We have an area code 951, and then it's uh, 847. Aloha. Good morning, Jennifer. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Well, I'm on the moving end of that fear factor. Um, we currently live about an hour and 50 minutes from our children and two granddaughters, and I desperately <clears throat> want to move back down um, closer to them. When we moved mm-hmm. up here, we had no idea um, that we'd even have grandchildren. 
Um, we tried putting our house on the market during the summer, um, and basically we had maybe two people look at it. Took it off the market just after Thanksgiving, thinking we'll try again in the spring. Do we have a chance of moving next year? I'm the positive. Um, yes, I want to go. My husband is the negative. Well, we can put the house on the market, but I don't think it's going to sell. Right. Um, no, I think that you are in, in that area by your grandkids uh, by Thanksgiving of next year. Uh, so that being that being said, feel the relief. Um, that being said, I want you to, um, and this is a really great call. I'm so glad you called in um, because people tend to, when they want something really badly, they start going into the fear of not having it. And that actually affects a lot of things around you universally. It affects, it, in your instance, it would affect your house selling. It would affect, yes. you know, how quickly down there. And the reason that is is because the more that you want it, the more you get afraid it's not going to happen. And so you visually start seeing all this stuff not happen and house not selling and the market being bad and people not coming to look at it. So what happens universally, if you've listened to my show or if you've not listened, you probably get it. You send out of the universe, oh, my God, this is going to be really hard. I want to get, we're probably never going to get down there, and no one's going to want the house. The market's really bad. Blah, blah. You send all that out in the universe, it creates that to happen, and it brings it right back to you. Hmm. You, okay. you see what I'm saying? So yes. what I'm when, was, when do you think would be the best time of the year to put the house back on the market? Um, I think the best time of the year is going to be end of January, beginning of February, probably end of February. Um, people will start getting their income tax return back. Um, yes. And I want you to also expand your options in your mind before that you panic. Um, but I also want you to expand <laughs> your options into possibly um, renting your house or doing some other things too. Now, don't freak out when I say that. I just want you to open your mind to the possibility of everything you can do just because. Because um, <laughs> I thought of that. My husband is the one that's going, I'm not renting out this house. We built this house ourselves. I'm not handing it over to someone else. Yeah, I, um, I've, don't worry. I've mentioned it several times. Just don't worry about him because I feel like eventually he's going to get cave in to something. I feel him caving to something. So, uh, <laughs> so don't worry about his his thing. Although I know he's a big part of your life, just do. He likes to see numbers too. By the way, do you know this? Yes, he does. So money. Yes, he likes. <laughs> how yeah. how does that affect us money wise? Yes. Right. So what I'm telling you is instead of bringing up the idea to him about renting, first of all, you're going to wait until probably springtime anyways. And you can still uh -huh. rent and have you can still rent and have it on the market if that is an option for you guys. I mean, that can be done. They do that out here all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but what you need, what you need to do with him is know go to a realtor, property management, check check in um the paper and see what those types of houses are renting for in your area and then kind of do him a little bit of a here's how much that they're renting for. We would expect that we would get this much and this would cover the mortgage and this is what would cover this. And basically at that point in time, you have an investment property and you can take tax write-offs. Here's how it benefits us. When you start getting into that, he'll start going, huh, Maybe you're right. You know, maybe this isn't such a bad thing because he really likes to feel like he's 
making an investment. That really is important to him. And uh-huh. he likes to see how it's going to benefit him in the future financially. Right. Well, how that benefits him in the future financially is you have somebody literally paying for your property, your investment. You're not, you right. know, somebody, like, they're paying for it for free. Like, you know what I'm saying? So um, mm-hmm. just do more research, though, on what you could actually, over the next few months, you know, after the holidays or whatever, what you could actually probably get in for the income. And you could make him a deal, too. If it comes down to renting, you could say, look, how about that we decide we're only going to take this much amount for rent and nothing less? And uh-huh. that would make him feel a little bit better as well. And you could tell him you're going to do the background checks because that's another thing he would be concerned about that he will bring up to you is he'll wonder yeah. about well, what about the top people and if they wreck the house and if they have kids or dogs or whatever. That, you're the landlord. You get to set all that stuff. So you just tell him that you'll make sure that all the things that he wants to happen will be that way. You'll do the background checks. You'll do the credit checks. And, and make it sound like that's such a big deal and like you don't have a lot of weight in it. Just go, here's my information. This is how we'll do it. This is how much money we can get. This is how it will benefit us. And then we'll keep it on the market. If it sells, it sells. It's going to work out perfectly. Don't worry about it. And he'll start to relax. Okay, but you are I you hope. are going to be near, you're going to be near the grandbaby, so don't worry about that too much. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, okay, Jennifer. Well, thank you very much, and have a great afternoon. You welcome. You're welcome. Have a wonderful uh, holiday. All right. Yes, I, I need a full reading. I know I do. <laughs> I do <laughs> big time. Well, <laughs> and right. you know. Um, you may enjoy that book that I mentioned too, and I have other radio shows. And but just keep positive and oh, keep I moving listen, forward. And I'm one of your Facebook friends, so I'm always in touch Great. with you. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Alrighty. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yep. Okay, we have another caller from the same area code. It looks like um, area code nine five one, and it looks like a seven five six. Aloha. Aloha. Thanks for taking my call. Um, sure. And, and I have a call, the same thing, um, uh, moving, um, a fear with moving. Um, there is a part of me that wants to move, and there's a, actually a part of me that know I need to move because it's beneficial to um, my income. Um, I will be downsizing from a three-bedroom to a two-bedroom, but... Okay, let me let me stop you. Hold hold on, hold on. Let me stop you for a minute. Are you talking okay. about moving for a job? No, it has no. It has nothing to do with the job. I just have to because my income is unstable. Okay. Well, but I actually feel like the reason I say that is because before you get into too much of your fear, um, I feel like you have an opportunity to move. Um, and, and yes downsize and that sort of thing, but it feels like somewhere with work or something, that you, you actually, when you move, you actually become in a better place financially, and then it feels that um, right. you, actually if, if end I, up, mm-hmm. you, you actually end up doing better, though, financially. Right, because it loosens up money for me. Um, it, it well, no, not, and not only that, but it feels like, well, maybe that is the whole thing. But, yeah, it feels like that you are in a lot better place money-wise. But go ahead. Go finish okay. with it. So, okay. Yeah, so anyway, so uh, my concern is um, I just had actually the lady just called me and told me that she had something available 
for me to move into. And I declined because of my fear. I mean, I because you have like three attempts, and then you can't do it after your three attempts. And I was like, oh, I don't know, you know, because that fear came in. I said, well, let me wait till the next time. So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think I'll actually? And then it wasn't kind of on the side of the complex. I wanted to move on a certain side of the complex, and that wasn't available, so I declined because of that, hoping that either the second or third time around that I would get the area that I want to be in. I have a question for you. Um, Is there a way that you can move into the complex and then when the other side becomes available, you you get first choice of moving to that side? Um, No, no. Once I move, and that was the reason why I just didn't take the side of the complex that I didn't want, I just declined. And then what will happen is when another one come up, they'll give me an opportunity for that one. And then if I once you say no, then that's it. Three times. Okay, because that would that's be the it. third time. Yeah, that was my first time. I just declined today, so I'll have another okay. time they'll call me. And I just wonder if the second time will it be in the area that I want, or am I going to end up on the site that I don't want to be on at all? Like, what are you Well, I think a lot of that, and this is an interesting call for me, actually, because usually it's one or the other, but I think a lot of that's going to depend on you. Um, I think that you, because we do create what we want universally, I think that you ha- you will have the opportunity eventually to move into that side of the complex that you want to move into, but uh-huh. to do it quicker, to do it quicker than you want to, and stop worrying about which side of the complex it's going to be that they're going to call you at and just decide, you know what, that would make it comfortable for me to move. So that's what I want to happen. I want them to call me and say, you know what, this here, this is what's available. And imagine, start going through the whole thing where how relieved you would feel if they call you and they say, look, this is the side of the complex and it happens to be the one that you want. So start creating that as your future instead of what you're doing right now, and I can see it, is you're so afraid of this whole thing that you're really creating um, something that is not what making you comfortable. So it's not going to be the side of the complex that you want, and then you're going to be like, see, I knew it. I I didn't want to do this, and, right. and this is why, exactly. you know. So you're, right. you're sort of creating that yourself. And so okay. – Instead of doing that, because you know that you're doing that, just sort of start deciding what would make the move more comfortable for you and what would make it just feel like, okay, this, I feel like I can deal with this. This is feeling better to me. And one of your major things is having that side of the complex. So start when you start worrying about it and worrying about if it's going to come up the next time and I only have these three times, and, you know, the chances are slim and, and it never happens for that. Like people, you know, you start playing into that that whole thing and the universe gets it and sends it back. So change it. You have total control over this. Just sit down when you think about it. When you feel yourself getting anxious, start going, okay, what makes that go away? Okay, that they call and they have that available. Wow, that just that really relieves a lot of stress. That makes me feel so much happier. And then just sit there and think about that for a while and feel like, what if she calls and gives you the right the right side of the complex? Like, how different does that make the move for you? Well, that makes me feel a lot, like, less panicky. It makes the anxiety better. It makes it feel like it's going to be okay. 
I really like that feeling. That makes it feel, that's what I want. That's, I want that feeling of just feeling like it's going to be okay. I want that feeling like I do get into the area that I really want to be in because since I create what's happening and since Jennifer tells people this all the time, I'm just going to try it and <laughs> see what happens. Okay. And so yeah. trick, your okay. Bo- trick your body, trick your body when you get anxious about it Trick it into where it's feeling okay about it. And for you to do that, what happens is you imagine them calling and being in that one area. Now, when you trick your body, that goes out into the universe. Calmness, them calling you and telling you that part of the complex is available, and then that's what you start to create, okay? And does it, and does it work that way for the, um, the, what you call it, the, um, oh, wow. The floor plan, like the floor plans are totally different. It works for everything. It okay. absolutely okay. works for everything. I, I'm not even no, kidding you. you. You know, what you're doing is not working, so just try it and and just okay. always trick your, like I said, trick yourself into calming down and to imagine okay. how great it would be, how wonderful it would be if you got the floor plan you wanted in the area and how much better it would feel to move and how, how calming that that is. I'll continuously just do that until you get that the next couple calls. Okay? Oh, okay. Oh, I'm confident in that. Yeah, okay. It'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, in in it working because I use it myself all the time. I used to test it all the time. I don't test it anymore. Just test it. See what happens because once it happens, you'll be like, hey, I have way more control over my life than I realized I have. And you're going to start using it in a lot of different areas. And I tell people that when I do my lectures, when I do all this stuff, if you don't believe me, you just go test it and see what happens. Because stuff happens when you start testing it and start realizing how much control you have over creating your own future. And if you go do this complex thing and it works out exactly the way you see yourself and exactly the way that feels best to you, if that happens because of your thoughts, do you realize how much power that you're going to realize that you have over your life? Yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. You will start you will start truly believing in that because you'll see it for your own eyes, you'll feel the difference and you'll be like, "Wow, that was that seemed almost way too easy. I need to try it again." And then you'll try it again and you'll be like, "Wow, this is this is like this is too coincidental. This can't just happen all the time." And you'll try it again and then you'll start become a way of life for you. That's the way that everybody does it. Now, are you able to tell how many months down the line before I get another call? Is it really far away? Because I was like surprised few, it, that I. It feels, I'm sorry. It feels like a few months still, but you know, okay. that's just imagine that it comes at the right time, and then don't hang on to time frames. Um, just let right. that be up to the universe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't worried about that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So All much. right. I appreciate it. Good answer. luck. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Bye. We have another caller here that I'm going to take from area code um, 561. And, again, for anybody out there listening, a lot of this type of stuff is also addressed um, on my uh, Facebook page. You can go ahead and add me. It's Jennifer O'Neill. It's addressed in my book, The Soul DNA, uh, which can be found on Amazon.com. I do um, also private readings. But on my um, Facebook page or my uh, website, jenniferopsychic.com. You can also go to my YouTube videos that I've been doing 
and it addresses these things. So I have a lot of um, free stuff out there. The book's like eleven ninety five, but I have a lot of stuff out there that helps you sort of take control of your own life and realizing how much power that you have. When you start realizing that, you start feeling very different about life and about people that have, um, are very afraid. You start realizing that, you know, you have so much control that there's really nothing to be afraid of. If you think about it in that manner, if you think about it in where, you know, if I really have this much control to create my outcome the way that I want it to, then you really don't have any reason to be afraid because you're not going to create anything that you didn't want to happen, and that's where the fear comes. The fear comes when you're worried that something's going to happen that you don't want to happen to you in the first place or that you're in a situation that you don't want to be in, and that's where the fear comes. But when you realize that you really create your own future and that you have all that control, again, fear is not a factor. So we have a call, um, the 561 area code. Are you there? Hello there. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fine. I wanted to see what? um you see any work around me coming up. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I didn't hear that last part. I said, I'm sure everybody's asking you the same question over and over again. <laughs> um, no, I've, actually, I haven't had any work questions uh, today. It feels like, um, you're, were you laid off or something? Um, two years ago, I was from a job. Okay, because it feels, yeah, because it feels like you had lost um, a job. Uh, the area that you're in is, it feels like the area that you're in has, um, a really suppressed uh, yes. job situation as far as the stu- the type of work that you're looking at doing. Yeah, it's very bad. Um, yeah, it feels like they're just very far and few between. But yes. it feels like you also have some type of hobby um, that could actually, you could do online that you could sell. I don't know what you're interested in, but it feels like there's something that you have of interest or of knowledge on that you could actually sell on eBay or online. Does that make sense to you? No, I don't know of anything. Okay, well, it may come to you later. You may have, like, I don't know if it's coins or jewelry or maybe there's stuff around your house. There's something that I feel like um, that you have around you or that you know about that maybe in your house or maybe your family knew about. Anyways, that you could actually um, make some money uh, on eBay I or online selling um, until the job situation lightens up because it feels like the job situation in your area um, for the type of stuff that you're, um, you know, looking for, that everybody's looking for, it just feels like it's really, really tight until about August. So it feels like, yeah, it feels like a little while, but I do see that you could generate some income. Um, with some things that you have. And it it feels like the stuff that you know about or the stuff that you would have that you would possibly sell um, might be antique or maybe older that you maybe, maybe not antique, but just older or rare or something that um, people overlook and maybe that you have, I don't know if they'd be knickknacks, coins, whatever, um, that it feels like you could really um, generate some very much needed money more than you would think that you could um, on eBay. So I actually think you may do some online stuff and probably, uh, um, or you have the opportunity to probably in, you know, February or so of next year, you start getting some ideas that come to you. And, um, I think that it would generate enough that you need, like what I'm saying is like some living expenses, you know, um, 
to fill in some gaps because you definitely need to fill in some gaps with uh, living expenses, yeah. Yeah, the and then, student loans. Pardon? Now my unemployment stopped and my child support stopped, so I have actually no income right now. Right. And then, you know, and have you, because it seems like also a family member might offer for you to uh, try to find work in, in maybe possibly another area or to stay with them. Um, maybe it's a town near yours or something. I don't know. But it feels like you may have the opportunity to um, uh, get a little, um, stay in, in an area for a little bit and maybe maybe try to find work there. But st- kind of start thinking, because I'm really seeing this online thing, like with some selling stuff. So kind of start looking around your house or trying to think of some things that you know some stuff about that maybe some other people don't. Because I think that it would be something you throw online thinking, well, I might get, you know, a couple dollars for this. And that you end up being able to generate maybe $150 or so like a week or something by doing that or, you know, enough to bring in some income for you. So uh, just kind of think about that a little bit. I, I feel that you're not really going to come up with that while we're on the phone, but you may, I believe that you're going to think about it later after we're off the phone. So uh, I, I still think, think you might do some online stuff, online stuff for, for money. Okay. I mean, cause my twin brother, I mean, he's, he calls me, but he just doesn't seem to really want to help me, and he complains about how expensive things are and how rough it is for him. But you know, he's he's you know he's up. I don't have any family in my area. I'm here alone with my kids. And but yeah, it feels like it's not in your area, though. That the, what I said, like a family or something, member or a friend or something. It feels like that eventually. Um, uh, that you may get the opportunity to stay there for a short period of time um, while you're looking for work, like a couple weeks or something. So, um, and, but I do see that also coming up for you. Okay? Uh, I mean, I can't leave out of my area. I have my school and my son here, so I don't know what, what that could be. Well, it's, it's just an opportunity. I, you know, when I'm talking to people, where when you're in a situation such as you're in, it is probably something that you don't know about that's going to come up, and that's what usually happens. And then um, I see, you know, t- hear from them later. But try that online thing and check into that, or keep your eyes open and peeled, or um, you know, because I really see that coming up for you too. But I thank you for calling, and good luck with that. I need to. Um, the show's going to be wrapping up here. So, okay, good luck. All right, everyone. Um, you know, those are some really great calls that we had today. And and one of the things that's really interesting and, and also important, if you want to try to do some of the things that I've talked about and, uh, you know, um, realize how much control you have and, and that if you have that much control, that fear shouldn't be a factor for you. Uh, one of the things that you cannot do is you have to be uh, willing to trust that maybe some other opportunities come up. Because when you're working with the universal laws, you also can't, um, if you're really stuck in that, I can't do this and I can't do that and I'm stuck here and, and, and things of that nature, which people feel that way sometimes and there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But you still pay attention to if you can't, you can't you really can't because that's what you're creating. You're creating the, I can't do this, I can't do that. So um, you really want to pay attention to how much power that you have. That's something that really needs to be remembered 
when you're dealing with the fear factor, when you're dealing with creating yourself opportunities, when you're dealing with the universal laws, you have a huge amount of power. You you are so powerful in what you create. You are so powerful in, in making your life the way that you want it to. But you're also very powerful in stopping yourself. You're very powerful in, in, in literally sabotaging yourself, and you're very powerful in, in holding yourself back. So as powerful as you are in moving yourself forward and creating your life the way that you want it to be, want it to be and, and really living um, what you feel like your life is like a dream, you're that, is that much powerful you are in holding yourself back and keeping yourself in a place that you don't want to be. You're, you're just incredibly powerful in both regards. So you, it's really um, a, a job for you to filter through where you want to put that power. Do you want to put it towards success and something that are you willing to take the chance on or do you want to put the power on holding yourself back and in um, being afraid. And the other thing, too, is when you start facing your fears and, and, and with moving and um, uh, maybe opening a business or doing any of these things, if it, another thing that we didn't have a call in today that I want to add in there before we wrap up the show is sometimes uh, you start to be okay with that and you start to think, okay, well, maybe I can do this and and if I start creating my own, you know, reality, then maybe I can just go ahead and, and move forth and create the job I want, or maybe I can create the apartment or the place that I want to live, and I think I can go ahead and try this. I think I can. And then you tell your friends and family about it, and then they're just like, oh, my gosh, what are you thinking? But you can't do that, and things don't happen that way, and why would you leave that job for another job, and what are you thinking opening a business with this type? And moving, are, do you realize how much it is to move? When you Then it just freaks you out and you go right back into your shell again and go, oh, my God, what was I thinking? Well, what happens when that happens is uh, you you start creating an energy forward. You start creating a positive energy and really moving forward and coming into your own, um, you know, uh, a good vibration for yourself. And when people do that, um, it scares you and you can come back into a lower vibration and immediately go back into the physical laws and everything that you've learned. It's almost like when the dog, when they do the thing where you ring the bell and the dog salivates, um, you know, when people start doing that to you, when you're trained so much to believe in the negative and I can't and that's not going to happen and things are really bad and um, it, I, I don't know what I was thinking, you know, trying to do something like this when you, when somebody else um, when you come out of that and somebody else chimes in, it brings you right back to that if you're not careful. So it's okay to go right back to that for a second, but if you want to break out of that, if you want to try to live your life to the best way you possibly can, if you want to just, you know, go, oh, my God, I cannot believe I get paid for this. Um, you know, I can't believe I'm living here. I, you know, I just, I, this move was really great for me. Um when you do all those sort of things, you know it's it it it, it change. You need to address the fear. And when we moved out to Hawaii, um, just sort of end the show, um, there was a lot of people that just thought we were off our rocker. Um, they couldn't believe that we were just picking up and moving to Hawaii. And we came out here with no jobs at the time. Um, we had to find jobs. We only had a limited amount of income that we had brought with us. And I'll tell you what, that was one of the scariest things we've ever done. 
And when we did it, it was terrifying and people thought we were crazy and whatever, but it turned out to be one of the best moves we'd ever made. I've had opportunity here, my husband, that we've never would have had somewhere else. And my kids have had opportunity and have had college opportunity that we've never would have had. But we took the chance to see what would happen and tried to create our reality a different way. I have people that come visit all the time going, gosh, I want to move to Hawaii. And and it's a running joke, actually, with my family because everybody that comes out, I want to move to Hawaii, I want to move to Hawaii. And we always laugh and go, yeah, yeah, as soon as you get back to wherever you're from. At all, and nobody's going. You're not going to want to move here, and because um, we know that they get back to their own environment and they start doing the same thing that everybody else does, and they start going, well, I can't. You know, I don't have a job if I move out there, and what about you know family and friends and the kids and school and the, selling my house and packing up my stuff, and you know I can't do that. And we're always like, what do you mean? We we did it. We sold. We moved the kids. We sold everything that we owned. You can do anything you want to do if you really want to do it, if you really want to face that fear and, and go ahead and do it. it and, and since we've moved to Hawaii, um, it's made it, uh, everything seem a lot easier. We really can pick up and move anywhere at this point in town beca- time because it's, you know, you're moving a bazillion miles away from the mainland onto an island. So doing it again would not be a problem. But what I'm, my point being there, uh, same thing I through the show is, but you have to actually do it. And and a lot of those people, before I end the show here, is um, have always said, my God, I can't believe you live there, and it's so amazing, and I would love to live there. And yet they let the fear hold them back. So you have to take the chance. That being said, anybody um, that would like more information on fears or universal laws, please check out my book, again, The Soul DNA. Um, you can buy that on uh, barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. I have a Facebook page. Um, if you're not already one of my Facebook friends, Jennifer O'Neill. And we also have a Soul DNA page. And my website, jenniferopsychic.com, you can go to for if you would like some more individual readings, which I do with people all the time. I do um, galleries and individual readings and that sort of thing. So join us uh, next week and uh, address your fears this week and enjoy some of the holidays. All right. Aloha.